Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in the same Spirit to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel According to St. Matthew This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God is with us. The Gospel of the Lord. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Mary is Our Lady full of grace and virtue, conceived without sin, who is the mother of God and our mother, and who dwells both body and soul in heaven. Sacred scripture refers to her as the most exalted of all creatures, the blessed one, the most praised among women, full of grace, she whom all generations shall call blessed. The Church teaches us that after Christ, Mary occupies the place that is highest and closest to God because of her divine motherhood. She, after her Son, by the grace of God, was exalted over all angels and men. Through you, O Virgin Mary, have been fulfilled all the oracles of the prophets who announced Christ. Being a virgin, you conceived the Son of God, and remaining a virgin, you have given birth to him. In so far as man, God was born of Mary. I am exceedingly astounded, says St. Cyril, that there could be anyone who has any doubt as to whether the Blessed Virgin should be called the Mother of God. If our Lord Jesus Christ is God, why should the Blessed Virgin, who gave him birth, not be called the Mother of God? That's the faith that our Lord's disciples transmitted to us, even though they did not use this exact expression. And that too is what the Holy Fathers have taught us. Thus, it was defined by the Council of Ephesus. All the feasts of Our Lady are great events, 
because they are opportunities the church give us to show with deeds that we love Mary. But if I had to choose one from among the feasts, it will be the Feast of the Divine Motherhood of the Blessed Virgin. When the Blessed Virgin said yes freely to the plans revealed to her by the Creator, the Divine Word assumed a human nature with the rational soul and body formed in the most pure womb of Mary. The Divine Nature and the human were united in a single person, Jesus Christ, true God, and thenceforth true man the only begotten and eternal Son of the Father, and from whom that moment on, as man, the true Son of Mary. This is why Our Lady is the Mother of the Incarnate Word, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, who has united our human nature so to Himself forever, without any confusion of the two natures. The greatest praise we can give to the Blessed Virgin is to address her loud and clear by the name that expresses her highest dignity, Mother of God. Our Lady will be pleased to hear us. On this, her feast day, repeating many times, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. She is our Mother too. Looking back, we see her intervention behind every problem, driving us forward and with the definitive push, making us begin anew. Whenever I get down to thinking about the numerous graces I have received from Mary, I feel like one of those Marian shrines on the walls of which, covered with offerings, there is inscribed only, through grace received from Mary. In this way, it seems that I am written all over, through grace received from Mary. Every good thought, every good act of will, every movement of my heart, through grace received from Mary. We can ask ourselves on this feast of Our Lady if we have known how to resort to her like St. John. If we have often said to her, Monstra te es matrem, show that you are our mother, proving through our deeds that we want to be good sons to her. Filial devotion to Mary is thus an integral part of the Christian devotion. We are always ready to run in instinctively to her who consoles us in our distress, enlivens our faith, strengthens our hope, gets rid of our fears, and invigorates our timidity. It is easy to approach God through Mary, the whole people of God, doubtlessly inspired by the Holy Spirit, have always had this divine certainty. Christians have always seen Mary as a shortcut a path which shortens the journey to reach God. O God, you have made Mary's virginity fruitful and so held out to mankind the reward of eternal salvation. Through her, you gave us her Son to be the source of our life. Grant that we may experience the power of her prayer for us. We repeat her name with ever more fervor whenever difficulties arise. And she, who is forever at the service of her son, when she hears her name on our lips, will come quickly to our rescue. She will not leave us in error or in disunion. Today, when we are looking at one of her pictures, we can say to her, at least in our hearts without the use of words, my mother, and feel that she is protecting us and encouraging us to begin this devotion given with the confidence of one who knows 
he is well looked after and is being given help from heaven. give you thanks, Almighty God, for all thy benefits. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.